Hello my friends, welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening and for all of your support. I know it's been a while since I sat down and talked to you guys, which I apologize for. <clears throat> in this episode, I have a couple different life updates to talk to you about and then we're going to talk about something that we haven't really discussed on here. So I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. But before we get started, I have a bit of an update for you in terms of um, my scheduling for the next couple of months and what to expect with the podcast. So I will be starting to work on a farm starting next weekend and I'm going to be spending less time at the animal hospital that I'm currently at. So I'm not entirely sure how many days I'm going to be at work um, for the next couple months and I have a couple of other things that are going on um, for the rest of the spring and well into the summer so it's going to get a bit busier over the next couple of weeks and I know that right now the schedule for the podcast is every two weeks that I post post an episode or sorry every other week Um, but I am not going to hold myself to any like strict schedule. I will just upload an episode whenever I feel like I have the time. I definitely won't be going like too long. Like it's not going to be like where I only post like every couple months. It might just be whenever I have time. So there's nothing really I can say in terms of when to expect the next episode. It could be in a week from now. It could be in three weeks from now. It could be in a month from now. But Um, I will do my best to stay as consistent as possible. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I encourage you to just because I think the stuff that I talked about on there, even though it was very messy and even though I feel like it was hard to explain things, um, I think a lot of the things that I talked about on there are very relatable and are things that other people might be able to relate to and have experienced themselves. I was just trying to be honest, honestly, um, last week, or not last week, in the last episode, about how I'd been feeling, dealing with criticism and a lot of self-doubt, and I guess just feeling a bit behind in life. It's been about a whole year now since I graduated. My brother just finished his last exam yesterday, and now he's off for the summer, even though it's still only April, well, I guess going into May, Um, but yeah. It's now kind of like the summertime and things are changing up again and it's crazy to think that it's been a full year since I finished my undergrad. So I think I've come a pretty long way since then and I remember feeling pretty shitty about a year ago. There was a lot going on, not just in terms of like finishing school, but like there was stuff going on in my family. My dog was really sick about a year ago. Um, So things were kind of crazy, and I think we've made a lot of progress in the right direction since then. Back at the start of this year, in January, I made an episode called Let's Start Having Difficult Conversations, and I realized that having difficult conversations with anyone isn't easy, hence why we call them having difficult conversations. Though, if you're like me, you may not have grown up in an environment where speaking about and sharing your emotions was really something that was encouraged. Growing up, I never really felt like I could talk to my parents about how I was feeling, anything that was bothering me, or anything that I was struggling with. In fact, to this day, whenever I'm feeling down, or 
whenever I just have something on my mind, I don't usually go to my parents to talk about it. I usually turn to someone else. And even then, I think a lot of people, including myself, struggle with being open and honest and talking about their feelings, talking about whatever it is they're struggling with with other people. It's definitely very challenging and it's obviously something that makes you very vulnerable and I definitely think that over the years I've gotten a bit more comfortable doing it but I think it's still something that I don't like doing. I don't like talking about how I feel. I don't like telling people what's on my mind. The other day my mom was talking to me and my brother and she was we were having this conversation about like our plans for the summer and stuff like that and so my brother and I were just talking about what we wanted to do this summer and what we were hoping for this summer and she goes you guys never like share anything with us and honestly I think that's just because we're not used to having people like ask us how we're feeling I never really like felt comfortable opening up to my parents about anything else that was going on like they would do their like they would ask like you know how was school today or whatever which I think it's important to ask questions like that but I think the whole relationship that I have with my parents wasn't a relationship where I felt like I could just be vulnerable and completely honest with them which I think is a different conversation is like the relationship that I have with my parents and the relationship that um, people have with um, their mom and their dad I think everyone obviously has a very different kind of relationship and what they're able to talk about with them and what they're not able to um, but obviously I think this today's conversation is kind of just going to be about opening up and having those difficult conversations kind of how to do them and both in both kind of perspectives as the one talking as and also the one that is doing the listening so I do have some tips for you guys if you would like to hear that if you I think that this is one of these things this is one of those things where I feel like it's not something that you can really learn and it's not really something that you can like teach people um but I did some research over the last couple of weeks on, you know, what would be like the right way to approach this type of situation. How do you actually like ask someone if they need to talk and like once someone shares something with you, like what the appropriate response would be. And there isn't really like a right or wrong thing. It kind of just depends on the person you're talking to, it depends on the context a lot. But these are just a couple of different things that I found on the internet doing some research. Um, I do have some sources listed if you guys want to check them out yourselves. But with that being said, I'm going to start with the episode first with our um, weekly highs and weekly lows. So weekly high, um, this actually happened a couple weeks ago. Um, I got to assist with a surgery all by myself, um, which normally... We do surgeries every day at the clinic, but it's usually myself and the other technician that works with me and we both kind of assist with the surgery. And in fact, because she is more experienced than me, she does most of it. Um, But um, a few weeks ago, we were super busy because um, the veterinarian that I work with had um, had to cancel a day full of surgeries and a day full of appointments because of a personal reason and then it was also easter long weekend a couple weeks ago so we were very like backlogged and like we had 
a lot of people that we needed to get back to, a lot of people that we needed to like call back and stuff like that. So the other technician that I work with handled all the calls for most of the day. And so I was kind of left with the doctor to handle the surgery by myself and assist with it by myself. Um, it's not a lot to do. It's just like a very standard surgery that we do. Um, so neutering and spaying. Um, I was doing with I was helping out with one of the neuters, and basically what we have to do as technicians is monitor um, the animal's vital signs while they're under the anesthesia, which they use for the surgery. And then I also got to help out with the appointments all by myself. Usually it's both of us together helping out with the appointments, but um, for a couple of hours it was just me and the doctor. So it was interesting. It was definitely very overwhelming and scary, but like I felt nervous, but it wasn't like it wasn't something that was like overly difficult and it wasn't super challenging. I have been there for a while now, I guess. Um, and I did fine. So it was all great. And I'm proud of myself for being able to um, assist with the surgery and the appointments without the need for assistance from the other technician, which is really great. My weekly low, actually, I have one more weekly high. Um, my other weekly high um, was just being able to go see my friends over Easter long weekend. Um, I went back to Guelph about two weeks ago, and a couple of my friends are still in Guelph, either finishing up their degrees, their undergraduate degrees. I have a friend that's doing her master's there, and so um, they were finishing up their exams, and I drove up, and we went out to lunch, and we went out to... One of my friends is actually a residence assistant, so she has like a dorm room, and so after we had eaten, we walked over to campus and we were in her dorm room for a bit. We played Jenga, played Uno, and then she has a TV in her room. And one of my friends, um, she's actually one of my old roommates from like third year. And we started watching this K-drama called The Business Proposal. And it was really good. We I think we finished most of the first episode. And she had like recommended me a couple more K-dramas to watch. If you know me, I'm not really much of a TV show person. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Um, like, even, like, American TV shows, English TV shows. I'm not really a TV show person. I'm definitely more of a book and a movie person. The only TV shows that I've, like, completely watched are TV shows that I would have watched, like, as a kid, like, growing up. Like, Disney Channel TV shows. Um, I did watch most of Gilmore Girls when I was in high school. I used to watch like Pretty Little Liars, but I got bored of it because it was just too confusing to keep up with and I got like bored. Um, I used to watch The Flash and I used to watch Arrow and what else did I watch? I used to watch this show, it was a French TV show, it's called Les Meilleurs, um, but like it, it got discontinued I think so I like I couldn't I couldn't keep watching. And then I've seen a couple of episodes of like the classics, like Friends and stuff. But honestly, unpopular opinion, I don't find Friends like... I feel like for the hype that it gets, that everyone loves Friends. Like I, like, I think it's definitely funny and I definitely see why people like it. But I don't know. I think I was expecting something so much better because everyone was like, oh my gosh, Friends. And maybe it's just like the nostalgia because it is like an old TV show. And it is funny. Like the sense of humor is definitely is is definitely pretty good but i don't know i definitely prefer gilmore girls is probably one of my all-time favorite tv shows just because i really love um like rory and her mom who are like the main characters 
And Rory herself, I think, is an interesting character that I feel like at the time that I started watching it, I think I was 18 when I started watching it, I thought she was like super relatable because she was like the girl who reads or whatever. Um, so yeah, I I started watching, I, I finished watching Business Proposal, the K-drama that I watched with my friend. Um, and then I even texted her last night being like, give me more suggestions, more recommendations. And then I probably, um, I started watching another one. It's called, oh gosh, it's called like Weightlifting Fairy or something like that. It's pretty good so far. Um, but yeah, K-dramas. I didn't think I'd ever get into them because I'm not much of a TV show person, like I said, but they're pretty good. I liked Business Proposal. It was, I think it's like a new TV show. I don't know if it has like more seasons, but there was only like 10 episodes, I think. Um, and everybody has like, people have been telling me to watch K-dramas. Like I have a lot of friends that are into like Korean entertainment. You guys know that I listen to K-pop. Um, so K-dramas, here we go. Going down another rabbit hole. Anyway, my weekly low, I don't really have a weekly low. I've been pretty, I've been feeling pretty good the last couple of weeks. I would say um, maybe just feeling like old, I guess. I know I'm not like 23 obviously isn't that old, but I feel like every year that passes on, like I just feel old and I feel like I haven't done enough for my age, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. But anyway, um, going back to what our topic for today's episode is going to be, sometimes I feel like having difficult conversations with people, whether it's about something in your life that happened or just like opening about opening up about like things like mental illness or things like that, I feel like a lot of people don't have that type of person that they can turn to. And sometimes... For me personally, what I'll do is I will go online and I will look up like motivational quotes or something or just try and find some inspiration um, to make me feel better, to cheer my own self up. Um, I'll listen to a lot of music. I have I have like a Spotify playlist for every mood that I'm in. So if I'm like really happy, I will listen to a specific playlist if I, I literally have a playlist for when I'm on my period, I'm not even kidding, um, and then, like, if I'm feeling, I have a playlist called, like, anxious, or I have a playlist called, like, fuck exams, or something that I made back in undergrad, so I usually, like, I usually will kind of deal with my emotions myself, and I think everybody has a different way of dealing with whatever it is, and there isn't really like a right or wrong way, I don't think, to handle your emotions. But I'm not the type of person to go and talk to someone about it right away. Usually I need time to kind of process how I'm feeling. And sometimes it's hard to even like understand how you're feeling, like being able to put into the proper words. And sometimes you just feel like you're not making sense. So usually like I'll just sit with myself and like write about it in my journal Sometimes I'll even like take out my phone and like record a voice memo of just me talking to myself. And I think it just it's just a good way to like brain dump whatever your thoughts are. And that's really what I like about it because I like I said I'm the type of person that kind of needs time to myself before I'm ready to talk about things with somebody else. 
I love when I can find like a quote or a song that can just perfectly describe how I'm feeling. I follow this page on Instagram called Poetry of Diman. I think it's spelled D H I M A N. And it just, the things like the, the quotes, they're not really quotes to be honest. It's just like these little like passages that are just supposed to like, you know, motivate you and inspire you. You know, that just give you like a shove and it like a lot of the stuff like I just find like, you know, if I feel like giving up on something or if I feel like if I just feel like shit, then I'll go onto that page and then I will look for something and I'll usually find like a post where I'm like, yeah, you know, this makes me feel better or whatever. So I think the reason why it's hard for people to open up about their feelings and be honest I think there's a couple different reasons. I know, like, one of the major reasons is just, like, not literally just not having someone and not knowing who to turn to. And I think, especially when you're doing it for, like, the first time, like, you don't really know who you can trust. And you, a lot of the time, people have a fear of judgment. Um, some of the typical reactions, like, people will say that you're just being dramatic or, like, you're overreacting. Um, depending on the situation, depending on the context, some people might just call you crazy or psycho. And a lot of this is like rooted in the stigmas that we have associated with mental health. Um, I know for one, one for me personally that I used to hear a lot as a kid is you're too sensitive or like you take things like to heart too much, you know, and people like will make jokes about things. I used to get made fun of for my weight a lot by people like not just in my family but just like people I know like family friends and stuff like that like adult family friends like right in front of me they will like speak in our in our native language and they will just talk about my weight and like it would make me so upset because not only are they talking about my weight and making fun of me for being a bit of a chubbier person but they're also talking about me as if I'm not there. Like, they'll say it to my parents. They won't say it to me. They'll, I'll be in the same room and they will talk about my weight, like, in front of me, in front of all those other people, like, at Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. And it just, like, who wouldn't be upset over that, like, you know? And so I always used to get called too sensitive because I would react being, like, you know, being a kid, obviously, I would throw a tantrum or whatever. Um, I think... Something else that I found online is a lot of people will make you feel like whatever you're going through is your fault and something that you should be responsible for. And so they kind of make it seem like you brought it on yourself. Like whatever emotion you're feeling, it's your fault and not because of some external factor or source. I found online a couple of things like statements that people typically will say to you if you are having conversations like this so again one of them is you're too sensitive or you're too emotional um other people have it worse than you it's not that serious it's not that big of a deal people have bigger problems there are more important things to be worrying about just don't think about it or it's all in your head statements like this i think people don't even realize that these statements aren't being helpful and a lot of the time saying stuff like this will make the person feel 
a lot worse than they already are. And so part of the reason why I think people are too afraid to open up about their feelings and talk about whatever it is they're experiencing is because they know that they're not going to get a good reaction or they are afraid of hearing stuff like that because it's not helpful. It's just like, and I think we're so like caught up in, you know, I guess kind of toxic positivity in a way, but also like we don't realize that these statements aren't the best thing to say this to say sorry and i like like i said i don't think it's something that you can teach people but i do know like you end up making the person feel worse because you're basically just dismissing the way they feel and you're not actually listening and a lot of the time like you don't even have to say something like sometimes you just need to listen and you like your input isn't always needed you know, like sometimes it's just about letting the person vent to you and letting everything out vocally. And sometimes you don't always need to respond. I feel like being able to talk about emotions, especially when it comes to mental health, there's a sort of skill that you need to acquire to be able to listen and respond appropriately. Nowadays, a lot of workplaces require their employees to complete um like mental health training where they're taught how to respond to people who disclose their mental health issues with them and it's basically like giving you like scenarios and like a list of what is considered an appropriate response and what is considered like a useful response versus what you shouldn't say to someone when they're talking about their mental health or just talking about anything really when it comes to like how they're feeling or like when they're opening up to you about personal matters Um, I remember when I was doing, like, I think it was, like, orientation week or something in university. They give you, like, um, these online, like, training modules that you have to complete before you start. And they give you, like, they will give you, like, these videos that you have to watch of, like, these people, like, this person opening up to a volunteer. And, like, they give, like, the first video was, like, what you shouldn't do if someone talks to you about their feelings. And then the next video is what you should say or like they give you like basically like prompts or like phrases of like what's considered appropriate, what's considered not appropriate. And then they tell you like why certain things are good to say and why certain things may not be that great to say. And I honestly think that this type of training should be implemented everywhere and it's a skill that everyone should have. And I know that it's like like I just said, it's not something that you can really teach and it kind of just comes with experience and it kind of just comes with practice i guess because i think like i said it's kind of like i don't know how to phrase this but i feel like it's just the common response to be like oh you're being dramatic or oh like you're overthinking or whatever and even if like somebody is overthinking or even if someone is blowing things out of proportion saying that isn't really the best thing to do because you're just kind of making them feel like their problems aren't important and it's you're just invalidating how they feel dismissing how they feel which isn't good so i looked up why we have stigmas surrounding being emotional and why people respond in insensitive ways and obviously there are multiple different reasons and multiple different factors one of them is toxic masculinity um so obviously like in our society we kind of view 
I think this applies to everyone, but especially for males in our society, like showing emotion is like a sign of weakness or whatever. And you need to like kind of mask all those emotions. Otherwise, you're not seeing you're like not like a tough guy if you are emotional. Um, women are also shamed for emotional for being emotional. So something that I always hear like is don't let your emotions get in the way and emotions like affect your performance at work and school so people will often tell you to leave your problems at home and not let it interfere with with the rest of your life which is not always realistic like it makes sense when people will say that but if you're going through something it is likely to affect the rest of your life as well like it's like you can't just say to people oh like leave your emotions at home and like focus on your work but depending on what you're going through that's not always easy like if it's something like losing somebody or a mental health issue that you're struggling with that affects so many aspects of your life so it's a lot to ask for and it's it's not always realistic to tell people to leave their emotions behind when they come to school or come to work um like i said before um being emotional and having mental illness and mental illnesses and stuff like that is seen as a sign of weakness um people will make fun of you for certain emotions like if you are heartbroken about something they basically make you feel like the victim for negative emotions that you experience you know people will sometimes say things like why are you so mad or why are you so sad about x situation it's not that big of a deal um or sometimes people will say things like oh you're being like such a softy like you're being like you're just being like too dramatic or you're taking things too seriously um but then it's weird because people will put you down for having these emotions and expressing these emotions but then they will praise you for being emotionless so if you're kind of like that person that acts like you're like you're not affected by anything or that you basically don't have any emotions and you're super tough and you're super strong because you don't let your emotions take over the rest of your life you're kind of praised for that and people look up to you for that and honestly i used to do this too like in high school like where there would be like these books that i would read where the main protagonist was a girl and she would basically act like nothing ever hurt her or nothing ever like bothered her but then at the end of the book she would be like it's all a mask like i'm actually emotional you know like i was just pretending to not care or whatever stupid shit like that Overall, I think there's just a lack of knowledge on how to talk to people about our feelings and our mental health. And I think it's really important to create that safe space early on. And this goes back to like talking to your parents and stuff like that, because being able to have that safe space and a place where you can express how you're feeling without there being any judgment and without there being without there being people without there being anyone to make you feel like your emotions aren't valid or they're not real and i think this is something that my mom has kind of talked to me about she works at a school and she was telling me how like they're now teaching parents and like school workers like how to create a more like welcoming environment i don't know if welcoming is the right word but just an environment where like kids are able to just talk to you know their supervisors and their parents and you know people older than them like their support group you know 
without holding back i guess without having that fear because i do think that a lot of that fear that fear of being judged the fear of being called too emotional and stuff like that all of that comes it all develops very early on in your life and right now i know there's a very big push to kind of help kids you know feel like they can talk to people about whatever it is whether it's about just having a bad day at school or just you know just being able to talk freely and openly without being afraid but again you you need to make you need to create that environment you need to make sure that like you have to ask like why would someone be afraid to talk about how they're feeling especially like a little kid they're just kids and obviously being able to talk about your emotions like that's something that takes time but being able to create a kind of space early on in people's lives where they know that they can be they can trust certain people and they know that they can turn to someone once you develop that kind of relationship and that environment early on it's easier as you grow up to kind of be able to be honest and be comfortable discussing these difficult things that we struggle with on a day-to-day basis the next thing i want to talk about is how do you listen to people when they're talking to you about their feelings or talk to you just basically talking to you about anything that's bothering them um so this can be about anything it can just be like listening to someone talk about a personal matter in their life something that's bothering them or mental health illnesses or just basically how do you listen to someone when they're opening up opening up to you about their feelings so the first thing to know is that no one is forcing people to open up i just think that people should be made more comfortable if they are looking to be completely open but you aren't obligated to discuss something about your personal life that you aren't ready to talk about or simply just don't want to talk about at all you don't owe anyone an explanation unless you want to discuss something and nobody can force you to talk about something that you don't want to talk about i think it's important to be selective with who you talk to some people in your life are better to talk to about certain things over others for example if you want to talk to someone about burnout then it might be easier to talk about burnout with somebody else who is also feeling that way or somebody like for example like talking about burnout at university or in in school it might be easier to talk to someone that is also in school because they're more likely to understand the context about of, of feeling burnout while you're in school or in college or whatever it is um it also just it just is easier to talk to someone about things that they might also experience like i would rather talk to like the rest of my friends or like my roommates about college stuff rather than talk to like i don't know my grandma or something whatever there's nothing wrong with needing to needing time to think about things yourself before you're ready to talk about it with someone else there isn't really like a right method that works for anyone and some people need time to think about things for themselves before getting a second opinion so i kind of already talked about this with myself how i like to journal my thoughts out before i go and talk to somebody else about it and i think like i said the reason why a lot of people are like this is because 
it's hard to understand our own emotions sometimes. Sometimes we don't really know how to describe it or how to put it into words. So some people like myself need to kind of take the time to ourselves to really think and reflect by ourselves on how we're feeling and being able to understand those feelings yourself first I think is important for some people but it's not the same for everyone like some people would rather talk to it about somebody else for to with, talk to it with somebody else first and then that helps them understand their own emotions better but then there's also people who need to think about it by themselves before they go and talk to somebody else about it so there isn't really like a right or wrong way but it's just there's nothing wrong with saying like I need to think about this by myself first and then maybe I will open up about it and talk to it talk to you about it some other time. Um one thing I always like to do is ask the person if they're always willing to share. Make them know that you're there and are willing to listen and help them see that you are a trustworthy person and that being able to talk to you is kind of like a safe space for them, but if they choose not to, don't take it personally if they aren't ready to talk like i said they aren't like nobody's obligated to talk to you about something that they don't want to talk to you about so like i do this with my friends where i'm like hey like if you ever need to talk like i'm here and they'll either say like yeah i want to talk or they'll say no i'm not ready to talk but either way like it's not it's not something to take personally if they say that they're not ready to talk it's more it, it probably has less to do with you and more to do with them it's just that they don't feel ready to talk about something it might just be like i said with the previous point where they want to think about it by themselves first and then come to you but i think it's really important to make it aware to the other person that you are available to them and that you are there for them if they need something um this goes the other way around too if you are the person that needs to talk i would ask the person that you want to talk to first if they have the time to talk and it just builds trust, I think. Um, so sometimes, like, with my friend, I will ask, like, hey, can I talk to you about something for a sec? Like, or I have something on my mind. Can I just, like, like vent to you or rant to you for a couple minutes? And the reason why I think this is important is because sometimes, like, I I feel like there's a right time in to talk to people. And sometimes if the person that you want to talk to about your feelings is also like in a bad mood or whatever or if they have a lot on their plate then coming to coming to them with your own problems can be overwhelming for them if they're already dealing with their own so it's always a good idea as a person that is going to be sharing to ask the person that you want to share if they're ready to listen or if they have the time to listen the other thing i want to mention is that a lot of the time talking about emotions and talking about these difficult things is always going to be messy one way or another sometimes it's hard to put into words how you're really feeling and like there's no like perfect way to come out and say those things and it's just all over the place like i said my last podcast episode was pretty all over the place but remember that it doesn't really have to there doesn't really have to be like a specific structure you're not making a speech you're just speaking your mind and it's allowed you're allowed to just let your thoughts flow out even if it's jumbled up and all over the place and you're jumping from one thing to another you don't have to like structure it like you would like an essay or something and the other thing is you don't have to share everything all at once and sometimes this kind of goes back to what i said about um asking the person 
if they're willing to share or asking the person like can I share um me and one of my friends we like to talk to each other about like the dreams that we have at night and sometimes like my friend will just be I had this weird dream but I think I'll tell you about it later um which is fine so I do the same thing too I'll be like I had a dream last night but I don't really want to talk about it right now which is also fine and then maybe in a couple days I'll come to talk to her about it you know so it's you know, letting them know, like, hey, there's something that I want to talk to you about, but I want to talk to you about it later, like, not right now, so just giving them, like, a heads up, I guess, like, making them know that it is coming, like, they are, they are hoping to have a conversation with you, is just kind of giving you, like, a heads up, basically, and then they'll come to you whenever they feel like the time is right. The other thing is when listening to someone when they're sharing whatever it is, that they're going through try just to listen first before giving advice listen to the whole story first and remember it's about the person sharing their story with you and try to focus on understanding what they're saying instead of focusing on how you're going to respond afterwards and remember you don't always have to give advice sometimes the person that is talking to you just wants to talk and they don't want to like hear any opinions they don't want your input they just need to get it all out and it's really important like being able to listen I think is also a very important skill and I think sometimes when we're listening to people this is like for any conversation when we're talking to people I feel like we're very quick like our minds do this thing where like when somebody tells us something we automatically like our head starts working and we start thinking about what we're going to respond or what we're going to say in response to what we hear and sometimes that can make it difficult for you to really understand the whole story and it's like a natural thing to do like it's not like something like i think we do it subconsciously sometimes where like we don't realize that we're doing it like if someone tells you like whatever like they tell you like a secret or whatever your mind automatically starts working and you're like okay how do i respond to this without letting them finish whatever it is they're saying i don't know if i explained that right but anyway um ask if the person wants advice or if they want your opinion so whenever somebody is talking to me and they're sharing something with me, once they're done talking about it, once they're done sharing, I will always ask, do you want like my advice or do you want like my input? And if they say yes, then I will give my input. But if they say no, that's fine too. Like sometimes, like I said, it's just about being able to get all of those emotions and all those thoughts out without really needing like an opinion or like somebody else's input and sometimes it'll be like it'll be where it'll be the case where like somebody will tell you something but then they'll ask for your opinion later so maybe like you have a conversation with someone one day and once they're done talking you ask them if they want your advice and they say no but then maybe like a couple days later they're like hey remember that thing i talked to you about i'd love to hear like what your opinion is or like what i should do so Sometimes it's just that they don't want your opinion right away. Sometimes it's just they just need some someone to vent to and that's fine. Keep in mind 
when giving advice that what works for you isn't always going to work for everyone else. And just because you'd handle the situation a certain way doesn't mean that everybody else can handle it the same way that you do. And I guess what I mean by this is um, everybody has different ways of dealing with things, you know, and what stress, like, one thing that works for you, I guess, is like, if you would handle a certain situation one way, sometimes it's hard to put it into perspective and put yourself in the other person's shoes and be able to think of a solution that works for them. I was listening to a podcast episode a few weeks ago. Um, it was actually Jay Shetty's podcast, Surprise, Surprise. You guys know I love him. Um, but he was basically saying how like, whenever somebody asks you for an opinion, a lot of the times it's our natural tendency for us to give an opinion based on what we think would work for us rather than what we think would work for the other person that we're talking to. So think of it this way. When you go shopping with your friends, for example, and like you're trying on clothes, and let's say your friend asks you like, how does this look? Or should I get this shirt or whatever? You will often give your opinion based on what that shirt or what that piece of clothing would look like on you. Like maybe, for example, let's say, I don't know how to put this, but like, do you ever, like, going back to the clothing thing, maybe you wouldn't wear that, but your friend would wear it. So, like, even though you wouldn't like it, your friend would. Do you know, like, do have you ever felt like you see a piece of clothing and you know that it wouldn't look good on you, but you know that it would look good on, like, your friend or something? And so, that's, like, an example of putting yourself in the place of the other person. So, even though it's not something that you would wear you know that it's something that would look good and look good on your friend or something that your friend would wear. So like, it's kind of the same idea of like understanding that just because you would handle a certain situation one way, your friend or whoever you're talking to might not be able to do the same things. Like one thing my roommate back in first year would say to me, like whenever I was talking to her, she would always say like, I know that for me, like if I was in your situation, I would be able to go and talk to my mom about this. But I know that you and your mom don't have the same type of relationship that me and my mom do. So maybe talking to your mom about this isn't something that's going to work for you, even though it would work for me. So I guess that just goes into perspective saying like, okay, talking to your mom about it might work for your friend, but it might not work for you. And so acknowledging that being like, hey, like, if I was in your situation, I would go and talk to my mom. But I know that based on the relationship that you and your mom have, maybe talking to your mom isn't going to work for you even though it would work for me. Let me try and help you figure out a situate, like a solution that would work for you. So being able to like put yourself in the other person's shoes and realizing that maybe they don't have the same resources that you do. Maybe they don't have the same type of relationship with other people that you do. Again, like with their mom or whoever. Being able to think, okay, my friend doesn't have a great relationship with their parents or my friend doesn't have access to like a therapist or anything like that, even though I do have these things, let's try and figure out a solution that would work specifically for them, even though it wouldn't work for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Now I have a list of things that you could say during conversation. So these are all just things that I found online. Um, So... 
just to give you like examples of what you could say during a conversation both as a listener and both as the person sharing their story the first one is do you have a minute for me to talk about something that's bothering me this is really good because you're asking the person if they have the space and the time for you to be open and again the reason why i think this is important is because the person that you want to talk to may already have things going on in their life and you talking to them about your problems may just overwhelm them and they're already dealing with stuff on their own so maybe they just don't have the space for somebody else to come and talk to them um the next one is i'm not necessarily looking for advice i just need someone to listen so this automatically tells you as a listener like okay they aren't looking for me to give them any suggestions or they're not looking for my opinion or my input they just need someone to talk to and i'm just here to listen to their story without thinking about what i would respond the next one that i have here is i'm here if you need to talk or just need someone to listen so again this just helps create build trust and you're opening up that space for people to come and talk to you and you're making the person like aware that they have someone and that itself goes a very long way whether they choose to come to you or not and talk is something else but now you've made it clear that you are available and that you are there and that goes a very long way um i don't feel like sharing all the details but i appreciate you willing to listen so this again like when you're sharing something if you don't want to talk about the entire story or if you are kind of just i guess if you're just not willing to share every single thing or not go into like as much detail um you're just letting the other person like aware like i'm going to share as much as i can but there's still stuff that i haven't figured out yet or there's still stuff that i'm not comfortable sharing yet um and then also like being able to appreciate the fact that they're there for you and are there like are making time to come and listen to you also is a great way to again build trust and to build that relationship with that person um i'm not ready to talk about this so again like i said some people need time to themselves to think about things before they go to somebody else to talk about it or if they just don't want to talk about it at all um so this just it's just good communication i guess saying like i don't want to talk about this or i'm not ready to talk about this so that you're making the other person aware so they're not going to constantly bring it up and that they know like okay they're not ready to talk about this or they don't want to talk about this so i won't bring it up i won't constantly talk about it and we can move on another one is i need time to process this myself first and then maybe i'll let you know if i need to talk um a way to validate people's emotions you can say things like that must have been very difficult um i'm sorry you had to experience that um i appreciate you sharing that with me i'm honored that you trust me enough to share this with me and again the last thing I would say is once someone is done sharing with you is would you like my opinion on this or would you rather I just listen? And I got all of these um, kind of little statements and these conversation kind of statements from Rogers Behavioral Health. Um, they have a lot of really good resources um, regarding like mental health and stuff like that and like how to have conversations about mental health and just like what you can say to people and how you can give your opinion if your opinion is needed so i encourage you to go onto their website if you are looking 
to get better at having difficult conversations with people both as someone who is sharing their story or as someone who is listening to somebody else's story they have a lot of really good tips a lot of really good advice on there so that's where most of my information is from and that's all i really have for this week's episode um i wanted to do this because one of my goals for 2022 i know it's been like five months now but one of my goals is to not only start having difficult conversations with people and get comfortable sharing my own kind of problems and my own issues with other people but i also want to be a better listener when somebody else is talking to me and like i said i think our natural tendencies sometimes is to think about it in our own perspective when somebody is sharing rather than thinking about it in that person's perspective like if you know something isn't available available to someone or if you know that a certain solution isn't realistic for someone like talking to their parents about it or going to therapy or something like that then it's best to kind of think of based on what you know about that person then try to help them think of a solution and i think even just saying like you know let's think of a solution together or i'm going to help you try and figure out what to do i think that also goes a long way because even if you don't have like the best advice or you don't really know what to say or you don't really know like how to handle the solution or you can't give them a solution saying that you're going to help them come to a solution also really goes a long way because you're there to help and it's it might even be like less overwhelming for the other person because now they have somebody who's going to help them come to the right conclusion and figure things out with them rather than having to figure things out by themselves so i really hope that this episode was useful for you guys i hope that those of you who are kind of like me and struggle to open up about their um their feelings um don't feel that they're alone in this um i know it's very difficult to be vulnerable especially if you grew up in an environment where talking about your emotions wasn't really something that you did especially like with your family and stuff like that so it can be very hard like um you as you grow older it can get very difficult to do and that's why like i said um it's something like i know for a fact that this is something that they're trying to encourage more like in schools and stuff and especially in very young children where teachers and like parents are encouraged to create an environment and encourage kids to open up about things that might be bothering them because i think it does add up and like the the longer you go without having feeling like you have that kind of environment to talk the harder it is as you grow older and become an adult so being able to do that as a kid um i think will make it easier when you're a bit older so I really hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you as always for listening and I will catch you guys very soon. Thank you so much for your support and I hope you guys all have a really great day. Goodbye, my friends.